0: All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Blueprint on How to Turn Goals into Achievement Podcast for Entrepreneurs. I am your coach, speaker, and host, Andres Ruiz. And uh, today, we have a guest that I'm really excited to have on the show. Uh, she's somebody that I really believe has a very big heart, uh, is a very uh, powerful woman, has a lot of energy. I really like her energy, her presence, is very powerful as well. And um, her name is Brenda Baca, and she is the CEO and partner of Arizona Housing Solutions and the founder of something that I think is really exciting that I really appreciate what she's doing called Midlife Single. So I'm really excited to have Brenda on the show. Welcome. How are you feeling today?
1: I feel great. And thanks for the eco boost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for Love- sure.
0: No, yeah, it's it's uh I really mean it. like I think it's important that we have a presence when we show up. And, you know, because first impressions are really important and uh, the first impression that I got from you was like, you have a great smile, you have great energy, and I think it's really important that we have that attitude because our attitude can take us places that our abilities can. So uh, thank you for being on the show and um kind of to get things started, I always like to have my Yes, kind of brag a little bit about themselves. I think it's important that we brag about ourselves every now and then. And uh, the question that I have for you is Brenda, what would you say is your superpower.
1: I think my kindness is my superpower. (laughs) I, you know, I've, I've never said that before. And I just like, i like to be someone who is kind to other people. And so I think that, um, I take that into every role that I have, whether it be personal relationships or business. And, um, and so, so I appreciate that kindness in myself. And I think that's my superpower when it comes to dealing with other people.
0: I love that. I love that. And then and also, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that you appreciate yourself for that. You know, I think that that's uh, that says a lot about somebody who has that maturity of saying, you know what? I'm proud of myself for being kind. And I totally agree with you that you do have a very kind heart. And I think that if we all could be more kind to people, then we would be able to have more abundance in our life. And I don't mean money. I mean, like relationships, uh, just health overall, just an overall better life. So I really believe that that is a superpower. So thank you for sharing that. But um, just to get things started, I want to ask you uh, in regards to like what you, you know, you started this business, but before that, like, tell us a little bit about like what you were doing before you started this, um, this business.
1: So so prior to starting Arizona Housing Solutions, I was in the real estate business um, before that. I was in property management, working for multifamily properties, and I did some new home sales and that sort of thing. And um, I worked for a company called Oakwood Worldwide for many years, and they downsized in the Tucson market and shut down the office. And so that's when I decided. It was also at the time when the economy was collapsing, like 2007. Wow. um, it wasn't easy for a salesperson to find a job at that time, mm-hmm. but I did have clients contacting me, um, and and um, so I decided to get my broker's license and start my own business. Wow. And so I started Housing Solutions, which is a full-service real estate brokerage, and we do property management, we do furnished rentals, we do corporate temporary housing, and we do also do real estate sales. So we're kind of a boutique style <laughs> A real estate company, and we do business in Phoenix, Casa Grande, and Tucson. So um, we have three markets that we deal with there. And um, I brought my sister on as a partner in 2016, which um, I love working with her because she is quite the opposite of I what what I am. So she's very you know into the paperwork, and when I I need her to deal with a client or or do something a little rough, maybe <laughs> she's the <laughs> one I that. And so we make a really good combination team and we've worked really well together over the past few years. So that's, mm-hmm. that's it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's so uh, courageous of you to do that, to say, I'm just going to start my business, especially when the, when the market was collapsing, like things were not going so well, according to everybody, but uh, it sounds like you had clients reaching out to you, maybe like to work with you. And, and then all of a sudden you just had this you know, why don't, why don't I start my own company? Like, tell us about like the challenges that you faced when you barely got started. Like, were there any challenges that you faced when you got first got started with this?
1: Yeah. Some of the challenges I faced were just, you know, because of the economy being rough at that time. And, there wasn't a lot of people doing things, but you know, there, there, there was still a base of clientele that came to me that, and it was a small, you know, I'm a small enough per business that mm-hmm. um, we can handle that sort of thing. And so, and so I slowly grew it over time and I did consulting work with other companies. I did what I had to do to make, um, to make the income at that time. Um, while i developed arizona housing solutions and so it it, you know it was a slow and go process and even now we have our ups and downs we have different things we have to work through like the pandemic but to be an entrepreneur you have to go into it knowing that you're going to be faced with those challenges that you will have your ups and downs you're going to have good things to deal with and bad things to deal with but you also you have to know at the end of the day that, um, that you have what it takes to get through it and push through it. And you also have to recognize your involvement and what it takes to make those things happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: even now in times when, you know, like we're slagging and, and that sort of thing, I know um, my business partner and stuff, you know, we're really slow right now. And, and, and I know that then I have to kick it up a notch to bring in what business we need to sustain and get through maybe a slower time and that sort of thing. It's all about how you pivot and, um, and how you, uh, you know, uh, pivot and accommodate and, and do the things that you need to do to, um, keep a business going. And it's not, it's not an easy thing. It's not for the faint at heart. You have to put time and energy and dedication into um, your business every single day. If you don't, it, it, it goes away. (laughs) It won't last. Yeah. And, and there's some things that are uncontrollable, like economies and things like this. but even even in, in downtimes, like I said, I started my business in 2007 in a downtime and yeah. I just stayed. I just stayed persistent at it. and so
0: mm, yeah. so like just I heard you know staying persistent, you know, it, things are gonna to be up and down. Those are some of the challenges that you're gonna face. But like for those people who may be facing those challenges right now, Um, or maybe they're thinking about starting, you know, being an entrepreneur, like, how do you deal with those challenges? Like, how do you overcome them? Like, can you give us any like tips, like maybe one to two tips that you could say, you know what, this is what I do whenever I'm facing any challenges?
1: You know, I always try to talk to someone else about my challenges and just kind of, um, you know, luckily, in in the Tucson and Phoenix community, we've we've built a pretty good network of partners and things like this. And so, I will touch base with them too and see what if they're having the same sort of challenge, because maybe it's not anything I'm doing. Maybe it's just something that's happening in the marketplace. So mm-hmm. that's been. For me. And then I just know that I need to think outside the box. I need to, it's time to, to maybe change things up and be okay with changing things up. Because in order to grow and and to and to pivot and to be able to turn, you have to be someone that's able to look at a situation and kind of be a big picture thinker. It's hard because a lot of people are not big picture thinkers. And so so you kind of have to look ahead how to be ahead of things or, you know, what's going on in the market, know your market, know what's going on, but being, being able to pivot, being able to talk to, like I said, work in your community and talk to other people on what they're faced with and things like this. I think that, um, I think that being part of the community and that aspect is such an important thing um, to be able to grow your business, doing mm-hmm. the network, making sure people know you're out there mm-hmm. doing all things um, to help, to help your business, to help your business grow. You know, my dad told me one time (laughs) um, I was seeking advice to him because I was having trouble understanding, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a good manager of people. And, and he said, he said, Brenda, he said, you have to consider that no one's going to care about your business the way that you do. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: and then that kind of um, lit a little light on me and, and, yeah, okay. I get that. You're right. I can't depend on other people. Like I have to, it, although you do have to search for and find that circle, you know, t- to that does the things you need them to do. And I've been lucky to have that, but, but, um, at the end of the day, you can't rely on anybody else to make your life happen or make your business happen or anything else. You have to do it yourself. You have to take that step in order to be able to do it, do it yourself. Otherwise, you can't blame anybody, anybody for things not working out in your business and things not moving forward um, in any part of your life for that matter, unless, unless you take accountability for what you're doing in your business to make things happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All honestly, like you just gave like a mini master class in those last three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm serious because like really all that stuff that you just talked about is so crucial as an entrepreneur. And You know, if people could really grasp and understand what you just explained to them about how nobody's going to care about your business as much as you do, but then also the importance of networking and building community in order for you to be able to grow and evolve. Like, talk talk to us a little bit about when it comes to community, how much uh, that has helped you in your business and just how important it is to have that community of people around you.
1: And it, it, it's so important because like I said, it, it's there, there, the community is people you can talk to about the, the trials that you're having in your business. Yeah. Um, also just getting your name out there and being known for your niche of business is so important. You know, I, it's funny, I had a conversation with a lady yesterday and in regards to my other business and she's like, everybody told me to talk to you. And I was like, well, that's, that's great. I'm doing, I'm doing my work, you know? without even knowing it but yeah the networking thing is just is just really important no one's going to know about your business and and unless you are out there doing something about it you can't keep it quiet (laughs) you have something be out there and shout it out to the world because because the world's listening and and is ready to take you in but you have to put like I said you have to put that work in and effort in
0: Yeah. And then like, I love what what you're saying and you're a very outgoing person, you know, like when you, when I see you, I feel like you really have this energy of, you know, really putting yourself out there. Like, where do you feel you learned that from? Or were you just naturally this person that was willing to go out there and meet people? Like, where did you learn that skill?
1: I wasn't, I, I would, I grew, I was an introvert. I like. (laughs) I would go to networking events and just stand in the corner and wait for people to come up and talk to me. I was that person for such a very long time. Yeah. And I think that um, I can't tell you exactly when that change came for me. And I would still consider myself to be like an extrovert introvert. I, um, I, I. I am outgoing and personable when I need to be, but I also like my quiet time and and I like to be by myself sometimes. And I like that, that part of me as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it just, you know, it's, I was, um, when I was at Oakwood, I, um, became the account executive at one point and with being the account executive, that meant that I would have to go out and do sales. And it was very, very scary to me, um, to do that, but I kind of just I just forced myself to do it, forced myself to do it. And so slowly over time, many years, it wasn't, it didn't happen overnight. It was just the constant repetitive of going out and doing things that I started to gain a little bit more, um, you know, ability to be able to talk to people and and that sort of thing. And so, um, and so when I go to networking events now, I try to talk to the person I see standing by themselves, you know, because in that same position I was. And so I try to make an effort to go up to the to the people that I can see or maybe having a little bit of trouble um, communicating with other people. And, and I think that's really important to do when you're out networking, because it's easy to get into the habit of seeing people, you know, and, and talking to just those people and, mm. and that there's no point in that, you know, you want to, I want to talk to that person in the corner. That's, that's not talking to anybody because, because that gives them a little bit of, um, self-esteem and a little bit of something that, that will be like, okay, this isn't as hard as I thought it would be mm. and talk to people, you know, and I, and I always find that those are probably the most interesting conversations that I have. Yeah, so it's just kind of developing that that thing in you to want to learn about other people. You know, when you're out networking, it's not always about trying to sell yourself to other people. You know, that comes in time. Mm-hmm. You know, no one dealing with someone that's constantly in their face selling. It's about establishing relationships and building relationships. And really the only way that you can do that is to not be selfish about it and be out there um, wanting to get to know everybody. Um, regardless of what they do. It's important to, um, to, and it's practice, it's practice too. It gives you that ability to be able to strike a conversation with someone. So now when I go to a networking event, my first inclination is to do that. And then I will just go up to random people like, hi, my name is Brenda. Nice to meet you. What do you do? Let me, tell me about yourself, you know, before I start, you know, spouting out everything I do in my life, you know? So there's, um, there's that importance of, you know, listening, <laughs> and 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 actually genuinely wanting to get to know other people, and that's how people establish those those relationships that are more long term, and and um um where people form that respect for you. I think.
0: Mm, yeah, that, that was great. Everything that you said right there. If for anybody that's listening, rewind that because if you listen to that piece, I mean, everything's been like you know golden nuggets here, but that part that you just said right there if you master that, what Brenda just said, you will be successful. Really, that alone will help you like go places that, you know, even if you have all these great abilities, but if you don't have that way of connecting with people, you know, it's going to be tough. And I really believe in everything that you just said of just talking to that person that's alone. I really admire that about you because that just shows your kindness and your consideration for other people who are not being seen, and you saw them, and now you're you're building rapport with them and you're just genuinely wanting to know them, and you build that rapport, and now they're thinking about you whenever they need any type of business. I'm sure they're thinking, like, I'm gonna go with Brenda because she saw me, she noticed me, and she wasn't even, she just wanted to get to know me. So that right there is such a powerful, I I, I consider that a skill set because not how many people are willing to listen to others, not too many. So, you know, that right there is very, very important to have in business. Um, and so all these things that you've done, then I know that you then decided to start this new endeavor of midlife single. Tell us about that because I'm really excited about that. Uh, we I've, heard, I've seen you out there, putting yourself out there, but tell us like what is midlife single and what inspired you to start midlife single?
1: So midlife single is definitely my passion project. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's taken a little bit of time to get off the ground because we ran into COVID. But initially, when I came up with the concept of midlife single, it was based off the experiences I was having coming out of divorce. So here I was, you know, midlife, never thinking that I would be getting divorced at this age, you know, having having my life. Rattled up the way it was, and then facing a whole new world of, you know, getting to know people and dating and all this other, all these other things. I mean, when I met my ex husband, we were, you know, I was 16 going on 17 when I met him. He was my high school sweetheart. And so at that time, you know, there was pagers.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I remember that.
1: Majors. There wasn't even cell phones, you know, and so to come out into a world of dating where now you're, you know, dealing with online dating, you're dealing with all the aspects of dealing with people through social media, and just being in a whole new world and and going through a difficult divorce and dealing with all the emotions in that and, and then also being faced with, you know, you typically will have children that you're, you know, having to, realign their lives and things like that and so I thought there needed to be a resource for people that kind of talked about the issues facing people at midlife and so that's where the concept was born and and so um so midlife single to me the word single isn't necessarily your relationship status single mm-hmm. is based off the singular you and you know as I've kind of learned things over the years you know and learning that um, having a good, Singular you base of you know self-love and self-worth and all these things, how how incredibly important and vital it is to your life to be um successful in any aspect of your life, right? And so um that's what Midlife Single is. So we're a community of people. Um, we are a social club and community of people uh coming together to kind of share our stories and lift each other up, and we do that through um, our website. So we have different topics that, um, you can look at on our website and we invite people to share stories and information and invite feedback on there. We're just getting off the ground. So we're just, our website was actually just released. We also have a podcast where we talk about the various things affecting midlife. And a lot of what we talk about is dating on there just because dating is such a topical, a topical, um, uh, topic and uh, and it's, it's just fun to talk about you know just because it's such a crazy scene out there but um we also have um the our field trips what we call adult field trips and i kind of in those wanted to make it fun you know like remember when you were in fifth grade and you went on a field trip with all your friends yeah and i Really believe that the only way to meet people and establish relationships is in person. You know, whether this be you're trying to make friends or whether it be you're trying to maybe find the next love of your life, it's all based around actually getting together with people and meeting people, getting to know them over time, making friends and, and doing all that. And we do that through our field trips. So we actually have one of our first field trips tomorrow um, and we're going to go watch We'd like to support the local community, too. So we're going to go watch a Tucson Sugar Schools game, which is our local IFL team. Yeah. And so we'll do that tomorrow night. And then we are planning some really fun events, um, you know, in the next few months with that. We also um, are going to be bringing in some healing stuff, too. So, you know, lots of lots of cool, fun things coming. We'll have merchandise, really fun merchandise that we're rolling out. And it's all the based around midlife and, you know, like midlife people, <laughs> midlife people deserve, you know, some, some help too, right. And some fun things to do and, and all of that. And I really think it's a, a, um, a target market that hasn't really been, um, talked to in, in this sort of way, you know, so, so we, we plan to be out there to help people and also have some fun along the way is, is kind of our concept. So yeah,
0: that's midlife. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And it's, I think, like you said, it's really important that this message is put out there, especially because what, what I love about it is that it's because you're talking about stuff that you went through and mm-hmm. you know what it feels like. So, you know, that there's people out there that are needing that help that they're kind of like, I feel alone, but this group, I feel like they make they're they're they it's going to open up a door for people to say, wow, I'm not alone. Like there's people out there that have faced this challenge and Like you said, people have been reaching out to you that they're like, hey, you know, you're the person that about midlife single. I need your help. And it's because nowadays people just are having struggles with dating. Like you said, there's online dating. But I love how you're bringing a community of people so that they can connect. And then also what's most important is that they're going to connect with themselves not just connect with somebody else. Yeah. Along the way, they'll probably connect with somebody, but they're going to connect with themselves and they'll be able to find themselves and, you know, it seems like this is just like a, a, a kind of like a, almost like a spiritual journey for them where they're going to be finding themselves and learning to really truly love themselves. So, correct. I love that. We,
1: we definitely, it's all about the self-love and um, we actually have a, a t-shirt that we're rolling out that says embrace the singular you with a hashtag self-love because oh. it's just so You know, I recently had a conversation with a gentleman who um, is, is, was kind of blindsided um, in a divorce situation and just devastated, obviously. And so just being able to talk to him and, and kind of um, just let him know that there's a community of people that are here to support you. And it's not, you know, it's not about dating. It's about because I think sometimes people hear dating sites and and they're just they just don't want to deal with it anymore because it's been yeah. so rough. Out We're actually about helping you heal from some of that nightmare and helping you develop friendships, you know, that that are that's a support group for you, that people that you know, something for you to look forward to every month and and that sort of thing. Cause I think it's just so important when when you're getting divorced and coming out into the single world to actually spend time working on yourself and getting to know yourself because you know we've always belonged to other people, right? We were, <laughs> you know, children, we belong to our parents. We got into we're dating and we belong to another person. We're married and we belong to other people. And we never, we never really take time to genuinely know what it truly, truly feels like to belong to yourself. Ooh, and I'm doing wow. this with you yeah, I'm learning this with you, and to be able to tell yourself that I, I love you. you know, I love you, Brenda, and you and I do this in some of our conversations. And I can't tell you how powerful it is to say, you know, Brenda, you are worthy, Brenda, I love you, and to actually say it to yourself and mean it, and it changes your mind process over, you know, over time, it takes time, but it changes how you start to see the world. And I'll tell you, and I know so many of you that are watching out there that have been through divorce and maybe you're thinking about divorce or whatever, You just, you're in this cloud and, and it's just so important instead of jumping from one relationship into another to actually take time to get out of that cloud. It's, it's like, I can't even tell you that, that um, once you start to get through this cloud and really realize that you are worthy of something better and that you, that you should and should have that self-worth and self-love. It changes your life. It changes your life in so many different ways. And it's not just in relationships, you know, it's also in in your business relationships and how you, how you're doing business and functioning there. Because I think so many of us struggle in that capacity as well, where we're just, um, I know I was always a people pleaser. I always had a people pleaser mentality. And and I was always about making sure that that person was okay and that they're not being hurt. Or I was doing that client needed me to do even though i was maybe uncomfortable with doing that thing Uh, or this relationship wasn't making me feel good um i wasn't in my best interest or whatever you know so it's it's incredible to be able to come out of that cloud and say okay (laughs) i'm starting to see what this means actually in my life and how it improves it you know
0: so yeah wow thank you for sharing that and i just want to acknowledge you and say I'm extremely proud of you for all the work that you're doing and uh, how you're evolving, you know, like and just loving yourself more, uh, knowing your worth, you know, that that really excites me for you and for the future. And because when you see your worth, when you love yourself, the people that are going to be around you, you're going to be able to help them transform as well, because we can't give what we don't have. But if we have love, if we have self-worth, now we can also help other people have that self-love and have that self-worth because now we're shining our light. And when you shine your light, you allow other people to shine theirs. And that's what you're doing. And that's why I'm really proud of you. And I'm excited for you to to what's to come you know, for midlife single, it's going to be amazing. It's already is amazing. And, uh, but I just can't wait to see what, uh, you know, what the future holds for you, which I know it's going to be a lot of abundance and a lot of exciting experiences for you. Um, But uh, Brenda, so uh, before we get going here, I want to ask you, like, you know, can you let the audience know how they can work with you, you know, whether it's with your, uh, with your company, with uh, Arizona Housing Solutions, or if they want to join, you know, like be part of this midlife single uh uh if you know, this midlife single uh, you know, organization that, that you started, like how they can be a part of that. Let us know and then give us your contact information for anybody that wants to work with you.
1: So for Arizona Housing Solutions, it- can help you if you have a property that needs managed, or you're an investor that's looking to get into the real estate game. We do furnished rentals on the corporate housing side, so we can we can really be a total solution, especially for investors that are looking for ways to maximize, um, you know, the income on their properties and that sort of thing. And you can reach me there. My um, website is azhousingsolution.com. Um, you can send an info to our general email box. It's info at ahousingsolution dot and uh, and, um, and uh, if you go to if you go to the website, you'll ha- you'll get my number on there. And for midlife, um, you can, uh, you know, follow any of our social media pages where you can look us up at midlife single and um, on Facebook. We're also on we do a lot of fun things on TikTok. <laughs> and um we are on Instagram and Twitter as well on there. Um, you can go to our website there at midlifesingle.life um, and check that out too. We're just, like I said, that's just rolled out. We have some things that we need to tweak on there, but um, it will be a really great platform for, for uh, community forums and stuff on various topics that are affecting us at midlife.
0: Love it. Love it. A-
1: Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Midlife and older. Actually, you know, I consider midlife to be kind of like 35, 40-ish and, and, and above. So if you're 85, yeah. 85- and and you want to talk about issues facing you we totally invite you Do to it. be a part of our group and we will be rolling out midlife next gen too just to throw it out there Correct. midlife next gen will be geared towards that 25 you know that 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 like probably like 18 to 35 ish right. age group so you know, they need our help too and i think that you know so many of us in the midlife single group have kids that age and so we're really trying to find ways to work together and understand each other and the various um, things that we're all going through together. So
0: I love it. I love it. Good stuff. And then just to like close things out um, for anybody that's thinking about getting that business started, getting that business rolling, that they've been thinking about it for maybe years, but they have just not started. Can you give us like uh, anywhere from one to three tips on just those people to inspire them and to motivate them to get started? Can you just give us one to three tips like for those people that are on the fence, that have been thinking about starting a business, what tips would you give them?
1: So my first and, and, and in primary thing would be believe in yourself, believe in yourself. You, you can do this. Believe in yourself, believe yeah. in yourself because, because there, there will be noise that comes into your life and people will distract you. People will, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times when you're in that that mindset of entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial mindset, and you're wanting to do better things in your life, there will be people in your life that kind of squash you down and say, no, you can't do this, or you shouldn't do this. And you, you know, whatever. So you really have to be cognizant of that and, and, you know, push those people aside, you know, you don't have to be mean or anything like that, but just know that they're affecting your ability to be able to believe in yourself and push forward. And, um, and you just really have to be focused. You have to. Um, my other the advice would be to make sure you're getting out there and making people know about your business, because if you're not doing that, people, people, how do people know that you exist? So, mm-hmm. so that would be my other piece of advice.
0: Love it, love it. Great stuff. Thank you for sharing that, Brenda, and uh, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you. This was like a a thirty minute masterclass, guys. Watch this again <laughs> if you take notes and you apply these things, you will be successful. So uh, I just want to say thank you again to Brenda and thank you for watching the blueprint on how to turn goals into achievement podcast for entrepreneurs. We will be seeing you on the next show. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.